Hello everyone, and welcome to Gutshot, home of the hottest takes in Magic the Gathering. I am one of your hosts, War Crimes Uwu, and joining me as always is your other host, Aggressive Rhetoric. Yes, this is episode number 27 of your Gutshot program, and, and Fred, no joke, I think we're going to make a lot of people mad with this one. Yeah, I am uh, quite excited. Um, I don't know if I'd call it their program. You get no say in what we talk about. We will be yeah, discussing Weezer in every episode now. No, Fred, it's your program. It's your show. Oh, you, oh, you can do gotcha. whatever, Your gotcha. show, you can do whatever you want, man. Uh, I'm anyway, we're talking Dogecoin. I would love it if you'd pay me a Dogecoin. Uh, so lots of people have lots of strong opinions about what we're talking about this uh, this episode. We are talking about our favorite basic lands. Uh, you know, lots of people have uh, lots of opinions on this, and we have better ones than you do. That's true, always. Um, so yeah, but before we talk about basic lands, um, there's a lot of news that's happened in Magic since last we uh, spoke to you all. Um, Will, do you want to rattle through it and we'll give our hot takes? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's just, you know, the news. So we're going to, uh, uh, mention it here real quick. Uh, but yeah, wizards announced their summer of legend for 2021 with a lot of exciting and then less exciting stuff coming down the pipeline for magic the gathering. First off the bat, we have modern horizons two officially announced with a release date of June 3rd on, uh, Magic Online, and then June 18th in paper. That one's not coming to Arena. Uh, the next standard set, uh, the D&D set, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, we're getting that uh, July 8th online, and then July 23rd in paper. So that'll be the next standard set to look forward to. And that's also coming with a bunch of new uh, pre-con commander decks. So we don't mm -hmm. have to wait another year before we get another um, set of five of those. Um, American, uh, American Sanctioned Play is officially reopening on may 28th it's been open uh a couple a couple of different places in the world that you know didn't have such a bad time uh with you know the um situation going on <laughs> um so that's exciting if you want to get back to the lgs um you know that's when you'll be able to do it for sanctioned play and they're doing a couple of um uh, perks to get people to come back into the lgs so on june 18th um they're going to be giving out old foil border uh, Fable Passage um, for $50 or, or more purchases at your LGS, and hopefully you would actually be able to get that and not just, you know, find them in the case and then they don't have any. Um, but they're doing <laughs> other stuff in addition to that that we ha they haven't announced yet. Um, but also another thing for LGS is in late 2021, not a set date for this, but Mystery Booster Convention Edition will be coming to LGSs, and again, hopefully your LGS will actually set those aside for events and not just sell them um you know for arena i know a lot of that is for um you know paper and in person if you're an arena player there's a, a lot of uh news coming out for you as well uh historic and Historic Anthology 5 is announced for May 28th, and we're starting to see a couple of cards uh, for that, like Ojitai's Command and a few others. Yeah. Um, got some yeah, got some Arena events coming up. Jumpstart is coming back to Arena on June 4th. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, the next Arena Open is going to be Standard, and that's on July 31st. And then something they haven't done before, uh, an event called Mirror Mirror, where they're actually going to rebalance cards like Oka 
and three mana to fairy and that'll be sometime in july man that is a lot of news um and it's it's almost a little unfortunate that they put it all into one huge announcement but fred i gotta ask you out of all of this what are you most excited about for the summer of legend I gotta say, um, Historic Anthology 5 looks awesome. It's got a lot of cards I'm excited about. Dramoka Command, Vault Scourge. But Moho 2 has spoiled some cards so far. Urza's Saga is insanely cool. There's a lot of neat stuff. And I'm really excited to roll up to my LGS, pick up my two pre-release kits, and get my foil Border Fable Passage with them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about the Fable passage, uh, Passages, too, and I know that you were excited for that Fetchland reprint. That's right, Enemy Colored Fetches officially reprinted at Rare in Modern Horizons 2. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm excited. It's not enough. Like, if Modern Horizons 2 was a $4 pack, it'd be a lot better. Um, I guess I guess it's a reprint. They're going to dip by, like, 10 bucks for a little bit, so you should be happy sure. about that. But I think they could be managing the reprints of Fetches a lot better. This is uh, something that I said to you just the other day. Uh, yeah, the price is not going to go down to the point where it's, um, you know, like the, the correct price for fetches. But regardless, it is still the correct time to buy them if you need them. Because that's just, you know, they get the reprint, the price is going to go down, even though it's still way more than they ought to be. It's probably the best you're going to get. So if you need them, it's probably still the best time to buy them. Well, yeah, Modern Horizons 2, I'm excited about that. Hopefully there's not another Hogak or Urza situation. I, I'm holding out hope that they've, you know, learned their lesson. Um, but for me, I'm super excited about... Um, uh, sanction play reopening on the 28th. Um, I have a vaccine. Uh, I think that you're uh, either have yours or you're well on your way uh, for yours. And I, I, I've been feeling it. I, I'm missing it. I'm, you know, um, a bit of an old school player myself. You know, I grew up in that kind of LGS, you know, going every week, you know, meeting people there. That's where you and I uh, met. And uh, I just, I, I'm feeling, I need to get back into the, uh, the LGS. So I'm looking forward to, to going and uh, uh, seeing my fellow Magic player again. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not looking forward to smelling my fellow magic player. <laughs> but um, yeah, for sure. um Do you want to draft Mystery Booster Convention Edition? Uh, not really. That's just the kind of, like, that product is not for me, not in, like, a shitty, like, you're too poor for this kind of way. It's just not something I'm particularly excited about. I thought the designs were cool, but I don't really care much about drafting it. What about you? Yeah. Um, I, I'm interested in doing it once, but I don't think it's something like I'd rather just spend that money on, uh, um, you know, modern cards, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> probably about where I'd land. <laughs> Yeah, buy those fetch lands. I need to um to get out. Yeah, so lots of stuff there. Uh, we're just going to breeze past it real quick. Let's move on to our new, uh, our, our main topic for this uh, episode. Our favorite basic lands. Now, mine is a, an interesting mix of just stuff I find aesthetically pleasing. A lot of it is nostalgia based, and uh, at least yeah. a few are like aspirational. Like I'd really like I I know I love those. I don't think I'll ever have them, but yeah. So it, it's a real mix for me. Yeah, I also eventually want to own a swamp from Innistrad. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, who's going first? I think I'm going first here. So um, I believe I'll just go you ahead. are, yes. I'll just go ahead and get start, uh, start off here. This is a ninth edition forest. Um, I believe it's number 348 out of ninth edition, done by John Avon, uh, a car, you know, um, an artist that is, you know, very well loved for, um, you know, his landscapes in the magic uh, universe. And I love this for a couple of reasons. I love that, um, you know, uh, green bloom light that's 
coming through the trees there. I just think it's very aesthetic. And, uh, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for white border cards, just in general. It really takes me back to, you know, my beginnings in Magic. And I've never been somebody to be like, oh, it has to be a black border. You know, I cannot have white border. I always need to make sure I get a black border. The white, the white borders, they, they really are kind of a part of me as a Magic player. And I don't shy away, uh, from it at all. So I see these ninth edition cards, which was like, you know, my heyday when I fell in love with Magic and they just fill me with so much, you know. Um, they bring me back to that uh, uh, feeling you get when you first discover the game and you think this is the greatest thing that I've ever found. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of love for this forest. Yeah, I guess, like, I um, am a little too new to the newer to the game. I mean, I started playing Scars, but, like, I'm a little too new to the game to have nostalgia for white-bordered cards. Like, I got my uncle's old white border collection when he stopped playing. Um, I will say I have a much less virtuous and valid reason to like white border cards. I like them because they piss off players who don't like white border cards. Um, so that's yeah, yeah. the reason I would play these. Um, I like this art a lot. It's very pretty art. It's, like, simple, but it's got a lot going on, like, when you really, like, look at it. Yeah, I, I would say that I enjoy this this basic land. Yeah, sorry, audio only listeners. Uh, if you want the full experience of this, uh, you know we're uploading all of this to YouTube. I'd say we're really more of a YouTube focused, uh, you know, content uh, situation here. So if you want to see the cards that we're talking about, they are on uh, the YouTube. So just yeah. search us up, uh, Gutshot MTG, and uh, you'll you'll find us. Uh, but yeah, John or, Avon. Yes. Alternatively, just quit being a fake magic fan and memorize what all of the basic lands look like so you'll know which ones we're talking about off the top of your head. That's that's true. That's true. If you're going to be a magic player, you have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of all of these cards, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. You should go on Scryfall Random and play Russian Roulette in that shoot yourself in the head if you don't know all six of the randoms that you click on. Ooh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, John Avon, loved in Magic, really known for his landscapes. Can't go wrong with any of his art. Uh, but yeah, love this card. And what is your um, favorite, basically, in the Stars Off? All right, my this is not like in any particular order. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, basically. But this yeah. is from, from right when I started playing, uh, and I call it the Waffle Swamp. It's from Scars of Mirrodin. It looks kind of like, um, like a, one of those square waffles that you get at like a hotel from their waffle maker. We had like a hotel looking waffle maker at my house growing up and we would have square waffles on the weekends. My dad would make them. Uh, and this kind of like reminds me of that shape, except it's floating in some green gunk. That's what it is in the lore. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, did, I don't know Star- Scars from Mirrodin's story very well. Um, but yeah, the get, the get, it's floating in the uh, 100 Gex. What's the name of the guy? Who, uh, uh, I don't know. Gix? Oh, Gix. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. It's floating in his uh, soup. Um, but I really like this art. I'm not really sure why. Um, I would love. I, I think I have one foil of this because my cube was all foil basic lands, except you could tell when you were drawing a land because they were all Pringled. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I had one of these, but I wouldn't mind having more of these in foil. If I ever like played a black deck in modern or something, this would probably be the swamp that I'd shoot for. I would love for them to do full arts of a lot of my favorite basic lands, but like, they're probably not going to do most of them. But this would be one I would go absolutely soy face for. 
yeah, I, I really like this one. I love the um, contrast between like the super dark, uh, you know, uh, like uh, almost grayish blue up at the top, uh, highlighting the waffle and then that uh, sickly green goo at, at the bottom. Uh, I have a, a huge soft spot, uh, spot in my heart for Mirrodin because that was right around that time that I started. So, I yeah, I definitely was looking at all of their basic lands for both, um, you know, uh, sets blocks uh, for those. And yeah, I think that this uh, perfectly encapsulates kind of the kind of greenish sickly swamp of, of Mirrodin so this is a great choice I love this yeah I don't know what a Mirrodin is but I have a soft spot in my heart for sickly green goo so okay. this one's definitely my favorite um, so uh, less sickly uh, just as much green and less goo tell us about the next basic lines Oh, yeah. So this is um, an island from the Shards of Alara block. So before the Shards converged, um, and this takes place on Bant. Uh, this is island number 234. And as you can see, it's like a very uh, serene coastline with uh, some mountains in the background and a little like castle with a tower in the back. I love this island because it's just so serene. It's It's natural. It's like you would see this in the real world, even though we look at it and know that it's in Alara, that we know that this is Bant. And it's just like, if I was going to go live on in like a seaside town or, you know, live in like the, you know, seaside mountain off a cliff or something like that, this is the site that I would want to see. Um, in terms of like real world, like, you know, this looks just so pretty and I'd love to go there. This really um, gives me that feeling. Um, and and I, I do really like the uh, the lands that kind of could be uh, in, in real life instead of um, something that is, you know, just uh, complete fantasy. There's something about that that kind of uh, gets me a little bit. So I just like the sereneness and kind of the prettiness of this one. Yeah, I agree. I like pretty much all the lands that take place on Bant. Um, like that's the, you know, definitely the prettiest shard other than maybe Naya. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love this one a lot too. I like the, the sort of the, the castle in the background, um, mm -hmm. and the sort of the, how much attention was paid to the way that the tides sort of are rippling onto the coast. Very pretty art by, uh, Michael Comark, Michael Comark. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I know that I'm like a super aggressive red player a lot of the times, but I do have a soft spot for Bant and Elspeth is my favorite character. So Bant, Bant's very good. You you tell us about your next basic land. Yeah. So this one is um, Casey's favorite full art from Zendikar, but I think all of the full art forests from Zendikar just look really good from all the Zendikar sets. Uh, this particular one is, um, I, I, I feel really bad. I don't know how to pronounce the artist's name, um, but it's from uh, Zendikar Rising. Um, and I, I had originally put another one in there, but they showed me this one, and I, I, I like it a lot. Um, I will say, like, I don't like using full art lands because I'm a hipster, um, mm -hmm. and everyone uses full art lands, and I, I want to be against the grain, I don't want to be mainstream, but this one, uh, this one's pretty. Um, I, I, I also like the ones where the trees are kind of choking hedrons, um, but yeah, I, I would say this one's, I, I really like the, the light, the way they use light and the way the, for, the, the, most like focus tree kind of looks like a dryad what are your thoughts on this one will oh yeah this one's great um i like that this full art like it's clearly from zendikar if you know you know if you're familiar with zendikar but it's not too zendikar like i don't see any hedrons in this one uh you know you could play this and not be too like sucked into the fact that you know this is taking place on zendikar this could really be anywhere right yeah the the light yeah. bloom up at the top is really nice it contrasts nicely with the um the dark greens at the bottom um i'm also 
not that I mean I'll, I'll say they look nice but I'm not a huge fan of using uh full arts in magic because it is it is kind of the um the trend right that's that's yeah. kind of whatever everyone wants and I feel that too I kind of want to go a bit against the grain and you'll see that with some of my picks later uh but uh, yeah if you're going to do a full art this is a good one to do and I also like the fact of someone choosing like specifically being able to to go with full art and choosing this one specifically since this one is kind of oh it's it's kind of the bad choice right like if you're going to have full arts this is like the lowest tier that most people would ex uh, would assume right because it's the new one from zendikar rising yeah i like the idea i like the idea of choosing this one specifically to flex it's like yeah, yeah i'll do full art but i'm choosing to do the bad one because i'm better than you so no there, no there's, whole a little, island. there's a low value there no i like this this is a good choice yeah. Um, so next, uh, we've got, this is not the one that I thought it was going to be before I clicked on the link. Um, so explain this one to us. Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, Casey has good taste, by the way. Just want to point that out. <laughs> you yeah, just said so it was the is... bad one. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. So mine is mountain. Uh, it's one of the mountains from the original Ravnica block, Ravnica city of guilds. This is number 302. Uh, and this is another nostalgia pick for me, but also I love the aesthetics of this. This one has been reprinted a lot, so you probably have seen this one before if you've seen any huge stack of mountains. Um, it's a cityscape with these, you know, huge, like, spiky towers going straight up into the air and just tons of red, tons of smoke, and they're just all reaching all the way up. It, like, almost, like, there is, all the sky is just kind of blacked out by these, uh, you know, almost, they look like they're burning towers. It's a really cool, um, this is another nostalgia pick for me um you know i'm a huge red player love playing red aggressive decks and this is a very aggressive looking mountain um and i've always loved it uh, i remember playing this a lot you know back in the day and um yeah I, ju I just think this really encapsulates what like red is it's just red fire in your face very aggressive yeah um i i would say of all of our picks this is the one that is least the basic land type that it is like yeah. this is very obviously not a mountain um, but I, I like this art too. Um, there was another Ravnican mountain that I'm a little bit more partial to, but I do really like the way they mix the, they, they make the cityscapes into like whatever color mana they provide for the Ravnica basic lands. And this one's also a favorite. I do remember opening commander decks, pre-cons that have like 10 copies of this. And I think this has been in like two core sets. So this one's widely available and it's a good one for them to make widely available because this art is very pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's clearly popular because, I mean, that's why they chose to, you know, reprint it over and over again. I remember back in the day when people were trying to speculate how they would do green in Ravnica because they were like, if it's a city world, how can there be forest? You know, how are they going to do green? And of course, they would just kind of like, you know, it's it's the idea, like the like the uh, philosophical idea of green and not just trees, trees, trees. Uh, so, yeah, yeah uh, cool, cool that they were able to just kind of not worry about that so much and just be like, yeah, it's it's a mountain because it embodies the you know the flavor of mountains instead of actually being a mountain but yeah lots of love for this one what is your next favorite basic land yeah so this one is um i actually kind of still want a bunch of foils of this for my modern deck that aren't pringly um this is um the forest by adam paquette from cons of tarkir uh and it's sort of like a a, a couple of like salty temples shrouded by jungle trees um, and I, I really love the sense of perspective here and the use of uh, negative space, the only art term that I know, um, would, that really kind of like beckons the eye to the temples. Like you kind of want to walk in there and see what's going on. 
Um, yeah. And I, I just really love the way that this piece does that. Um, I, I think it's really pretty. Um, I like the... I, I like Sultai. I love the lore of Khanzimtark here in general. Um, and I think, like, my other favorite... One of my other favorite forests is the Abzan Forest from Khanzimtark here. But just yeah. the way that your eye is drawn to the temple and you want to, like... You want to walk into the piece and go see what's going on. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's very beckoning. Uh, and you know that something probably not great is past that, uh, you know, ruinous structure in the back. But, uh, yeah, you still feel drawn for it. And I know that, um, like, Tarkir, the world, I know that you drafted a ton of that block. And mm -hmm. uh, I know it probably has a, uh, so, uh, has a uh, special place in your heart, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that was also, like... Um... I opened like a foil of that basic land and I took it in a draft over the rare once, um, <laughs> which is an interesting story, probably objectively a pretty bad decision, but I, I had fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we have to have fun, right? Yeah, um, Adam Packett, this is a, a great art. Are we going to get canceled for not mentioning the, um, the artists on uh, all of these cards? I think we're going to get canceled because the one with a vaguely hard name I couldn't pronounce, I gave up. Sure, yeah, yeah. I'm we're going to actually go back. get canceled for that. Right. I, um, your Swamp was uh, done by Lars Grant West. Uh, very yeah. great art. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we mentioned mine. Uh, Tiamwa X, I believe is how that's pronounced. I'm sorry if that's wrong, but this is great art. Thank you for, for doing that. Uh, Richard Wright did the uh, Ravnica Mountain. You know, lots of lots of great uh, work by him that I know of. Uh, and Adam Packett. I'll, ma I'll make sure to do the artist because that is kind of what we're talking about. We got yeah, yeah. to give credit where it's due, right? Absolutely. My bad. Uh, no, no, no worries, no worries. It's me. I, I, you're doing it more than I am. But um, yeah, let me let me move on to my next one. This is another John Avon one. Yeah. And this is very different from anything you'd see uh, in Magic, right? Um, this is a bit of a nostalgia pick for me. It's a uh, Mirrodin Plains. This is number two ninety, and also done by John Avon. And like uh, I, I mentioned, the um, Bant Alara Island being pretty much just a scene from you know real life this one cannot happen in real life this is the other end of the spectrum where it is very much this is an integral part of what makes this fantasy world a fantasy world it is depicting the uh, Razorfield plains of Mirrodin where the grass is is literally just needles sticking out of the ground and this is literally just a field of needles and close up you can see the yellow sun uh in the back and it is just a field of needles um you know pl uh, planes uh you know are white not really known as a super super aggressive color although they can they can obviously do that this is a very aggressive looking card uh and yeah. uh it has a lot of nostalgia for me back when I first started and was playing a lot of white equipment decks in Mirrodin. Yeah, uh, take me down to Mirrodin City where the grass is needles and the girls are also needles. Um, <laughs> this, I like this a lot. Um, Will, what's a magic opinion you have that would get you um, told to go sit in the razor fields? Um, I mean, it's probably just that Commander's bad format. <laughs> okay, based. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like this art. It is, as you mentioned, very aggressive. It's basically just a bunch of needles for you to sit on, but the light detail is really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the, I like the razor field too. I, I, I'm, I'm a bit more partial to the chiller planes of mirror than as we will see later in this uh, list, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a pretty big fan of, of, of John Avon's work as well. And this is definitely, definitely one of his best ones. 
this is very far from the normal, like kind of mystical, serene landscapes that he does. So glad to see that he has, you know, the range to do something so out there. But yeah, love this plains. Uh, how about your next one, Fred? Yeah, so this one's kind of a stand-in for like four different ones. There's a lot of uh, Zendikar swamps with the spooky cubes floating over them. Um, I picked this one, but I like them all. Um, I don't know why. They're just like soggy, spooky hedrons um, that kind of float over some of the swamps of Zendikar, and they've got purple aura radiating off of them. Mm. Um, I like this. I think it's really pretty. This one in particular is by Veronique Mangod. Um, and I, I just think it's really pretty. I like the little uh, cube tentacle. If your cubes don't have tentacles, what are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. For yeah, sure. This, one, this one's very pretty. How do you, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I won't say that these are my favorite, but I do understand the aesthetic appeal of these. Um, it's very much a swamp. Uh, and then, you know, the um, the floating cubes really get across the Eldratore of the Eldrazi. Um, and I know that, um, wasn't it like a Ulamog that was like in cahoots with the uh, Black Vampires of Zendikar? So yes. they had kind of a more of a um, more of a sway in the swamps of Zendikar? Mm-hmm, Yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like this. I, I love it that it's, you know, um, it's adding a part of the, um, like, fantasy element of the world and, um, you know, the story, the um, Eldrazi being these, uh, you know, abominable horrors from the great beyond and melding the two into a really aesthetic piece. So I don't blame you at all for picking this one. Yeah, I, I like this one a lot. You've got a really interesting one up next. Um, you've got a Hebrew swamp. Was this one only printed in Hebrew? Uh, uh, let's let's. I'm I'm gonna stay away from that. But Jumpstart. I was a huge fan of Jumpstart, and I'm so glad that it's coming back to Arena. And the cool thing about Jumpstart is that when you buy it, each pack is themed to um, be a certain uh, well to be a certain theme. So you would get stuff like elves, dinosaurs, uh, plus one plus one counters, um, discarding cards, walls, milling, uh, lots of interesting uh, themes like that but one of them uh and i think this is the only one that was really themed towards like a story part of magic is the phyrexians and one cool thing that they did was each um uh, theme pack had a basic land that was super themed to the theme of the booster. So, you know, if it was um, dinosaurs, it was like a dinosaur focused forest. Uh, and I think the, um, you know, like the uh, milling one that was blue had a island that had millstone, uh, you know, uh, integrated with it. Well, for the Phyrexians, the cool thing that they did, it, it's its cool art. It's very sparse, um, but it uh, depicts a new Phyrexia, you know, a former Mirrodin and some sort of uh, Phyrexian construct in the art, which is nice. But the cool thing they did for this one is that instead of English text on the card, it is Phyrexian text. Uh, so, you know, no, no confusion about whether it being a swamp, as you can see on the screen there. Um, it's very much a swamp, but you get that super awesome Phyrexian script on there. So if you're a, an infect player like like I am, or you just love the Phyrexians, you have to have these swamps to a super theme your um, uh, your Phyrexian decks. I'm so glad that they're willing to go out of the box a little bit to give us cool stuff like this. Uh, what do you think of this one? I like this a lot. I wish it had been a full cycle. So like that your modern infect deck could have Phyrexian islands and forests in it. Forests. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but this, or I guess you don't play an island in that deck. Um, but yeah, like I, I like this a lot. I think it's a really neat thing for them to do. I, I almost wish they'd gone the full um, nine yards and just made it full art as well. 
Um, but yeah, this is very pretty. Uh, by Titus Lunter, uh, this art I like. Uh, yes, complements the Phyrexian um, writing very well. I, I, I'm really into conlangs because I'm a huge nerd, um, like constructed languages, and I think Phyrexian is really interesting the way that it's all on a line and like it goes over under the line depending on what you're trying to say. It's just, I, I really like this land a lot. Yeah, me, I like Phyrexian language a lot. I think it's really neat. Yeah, me too. I'd love to have some of these. I don't think I'll actually be able to get any, but um, you know, it's it's there. Um, and hopefully, I'll have maybe one or two for maybe like a um, some sort of deck I put together in the future. But it's there. Um, how about your next one? Wait, are they expensive? I don't know. I haven't looked, but also like I have better places to put my money. To be honest, as much as I love these, uh, you know, that my money could go towards something else. But what is your next one? Yeah, so my next one, this is actually my first John Avon one. I think my only John Avon one. Um, this is a mountain from Return to Ravnica. It's the one with all of the um, very hot coffee makers in it um, mm-hmm. that are... Um, the, okay, so I don't really understand what's happening here, but I really like it. It's, I think it's a forge. I think it's like a Boros forge. And it's um, visually, it's very appealing. But all of these little cylinders are like dripping hot lava. Um, which I assume is being used to make weapons of some sort. Um, yeah, they I look like a, they look nice like columns or something. Like like a, it's like a columned room or something. But yeah, I have no idea what these are. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. I think the the way that the blue um, like sort of contrasts with the with the like bright orange lava. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, next, we've got a very interesting one. Another jumpstart land. These are very thematic. Uh, Will tell us about uh, this plains. Yeah, there are a, a lot of great jumpstart uh, lands, so I wanted to keep it very brief, but I had to mention another one. This is the one for the dogs theme, uh, and uh, as you can see, it has a really awesome, uh, fluffy white dog there having the time of his life in a uh, flowery meadow with uh, butterflies and a bright blue sky. This is very serene, very pretty, and another one that could absolutely, absolutely be like uh, happening in the real world. Uh, this is by uh, Johannes Voss, uh, you know, great art. Uh, I know they, uh, they do a lot uh, uh, for magic. And, you know, if you like dogs, this is the planes for you. And luckily, I think dogs mostly pop up in, in white, or I know a lot of the dogs that have been printed mm. recently um, have been in white. So you'll definitely want these for any dog-themed um, uh, deck that you put together and even if it, your deck has no dogs in it you're not really even a dog person you cannot uh say that this is not a um perfect serene scene uh to enjoy while you play your um game about uh you know people killing each other yeah yeah for sure i like johannes voss i like this art um he's done a lot of tokens on reddit um based on this dog recently mm-hmm. um yeah his his token art is is blowing up um so yeah it's definitely a good one um I didn't. I didn't look through the jumpstart lands. I probably should have. There probably would have been a lot that I like because I like the two that you put in here. Um, yeah, for sure. I just for sure. Went if with you, my classic phase. Yeah, if you like uh, special themed uh, basics, just go through all the jumpstart ones. You'll. I'm sure um, that you and our listeners will find ones uh, that you you love. But I only kept it to two jumpstart ones. The, these are my uh, two favorites. Uh, even though I'm a cat person, uh, but yeah, love this planes. Uh, why don't you tell us about your next one, Fred? Yeah, so this next one is The Swamp from Lorwyn by Ron Spears. I like it because it's so colorful, which is, like, it's hard to find that in swamps. Like, most swamps are just gray or black, or at best, there's some nice green goop in there. Um, but, yeah, I I like this. It manages to be colorful without just being a pool of Gix's gamer fuel. 
and like the 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 way that the flowers grow on the vines is just really pretty. Um, the way it's sort of leading out into the ocean. Uh, yeah, this is. I think this might be my favorite basic land art of all time. It's just so different from what a swamp usually is, and it's so pretty. Yeah, for sure. Isn't this one uh, worth money? Maybe I have a foil of this one. I think this is one. Yeah, there are those weird um, uh, Lorwyn swamps and islands that are um, colorful like this one that are um, worth money just from uh, fairies players wanting these uh, cool islands and swamps that, as you said, look so different from um, the rest of what we get. Yeah, we have to remember, we think of swamps as just being deadlands where nothing grows and it's all icky and yucky, but it's a thriving ecosystem. Like, of course, tons of plants, tons of flowering plants are going to be uh, filling up these swamps because, you know, I mean, it is just teeming with life, even though we think it's, um, you know, a place of death. So, I, yeah, it's great that someone's willing to um, make swamps that are a bit more colorful than we're, we're used to. And, uh, yeah, if you have a foil of this one, you might want to check its price. Oh, yeah, they're going for about nine bucks. Whoa, yep, yeah. Yeah, there you go, buddy. All right, I'll probably hold on to it. But Lunch yeah. is on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can have yeah. half a bread bowl. I like Ron Spears. Um, you know, uh, the work that he does is great. He actually, um, I, I, I had a period in my life where I was really into coin flip cards and Ron Spears did the illustration for a number of cards that are integral to like any sort of like coin flip deck. So soft spot for him for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember that face. Mm-hmm. Um, your Ocon and Zinder split commander deck. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Look good times. Yeah. Good times. 50% um, of the time. <laughs> a good a good time 50% of the time. I'll have to, to write that down sometime. Hey, but if you've got a thumb out, a good time 75% of the time. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so um, speaking of a good time, uh, tell us about your most insufferable hipster opinion probably. Okay, okay. This is not – I don't think this is a secret to anyone that's been playing from this era. But, um, you know, we mentioned it before. We want to be hipsters. We want to be better than everybody else. So, of course, we have to have um, con- you know, uh, contrarian opinions. Lots of people love the full art originals in the card lands, and I don't blame them. They do look great. They were like the first time that we really got that many um, uh, um full art lands uh, that weren't like super super special like the unhinged or unglued so of course lots of people love them and they're still pretty um a a good choice if you want uh full arts these days but you could actually get non-full art zendikar basics uh you would have to get these from the um pre-cons that they were selling at the time and me kind of being a fan of pre-cons especially back then i think i bought all of them and you would get these cool non-full arts um, that still had the same art. Uh, so the one that's on the screen right now is the very famous Cup Island, the floating bowl that has a uh, water flowing out of it. and looks great in full art, but here it's cropped to be a normal, uh, a normal bordered island. And like for a long time, this was like the super hipster choice if you wanted to... Um, show off how like unique and how against the grain you were you could play these and i i would still say it's quite the flex these days if you pull these out um especially if you're a serious player or you got like a a really cool like um expensive modern or legacy deck and these are the uh islands that you're using that's pretty that's pretty cool so props to anybody that's still rocking these yeah i I like the bowl island a lot as i'm sure everyone does it's definitely like it's probably probably the most well-known basic land in magic um i would say 
But yeah, I I I I can't get behind buying a precon for any reason. Um, but this is certainly a flex. Um, <laughs> this is definitely a flex. Um, I think if they had just put um, like non-basic with um, with the originals in the car, didn't they put um, non-full art basics in the fat packs too? Yes, I, I believe that's yeah. why everyone thought they were going to be in the um, fat packs or bundles for Battle of Zendikar, and we got that huge, like, expensive run on those. But yeah, yeah, so I, I bought a number of fat packs for Zendikar and uh, uh, ended up with a couple of those packs of um, full art basic lands I never opened and just hung on to them until I sold a bunch of cards a number of years ago. So yeah, yeah, you could absolutely load up on those that way. Yeah, I like them. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand there might not be for everyone, but uh, they're they're there if you want to flex on people. What is your next one, friend? Yeah, so this is a pl another planes from Mirrodin, but a little bit less violent um, here. So this is just like uh, I, I I don't know what this is in the lore. Uh, I don't know if it belongs to the Leonin or something, but it's just like a blob of sort of land tentacles. It looks like a an octopus melting into the earth, uh, and it's got the sort of flat like hexagonal like Mirrodin planes going away mm -hmm. from it i don't know what speaks to me about this piece it just i like it a lot it's by rob alexander um oh yeah vincent Prost was the one who did the ball out um but yeah this one's by rob alexander it's got the kind of like orange fog over it i don't really know why i like this but i do it's serene in its own way you know it's just the planes no action it's just showing landscape um you know the, the structure in the middle it kind of reminds me of a horseshoe crab would you mm, say so yeah yeah, um, which reminds me of a story. We were vacationing on the beach, and my brother uh, got hit in the head by a dead horseshoe crab that was oh. wash washing up on the wave and got knocked onto his ass. And I wish, if there was one moment in my life I could have had recorded, it would be that, <laughs> um, because it was just so funny. Um, but yeah, right. I, I, I have, horseshoe crabs have a special place in my heart. Yeah, it also kind of reminds me, I don't know if you ever played that Elder Scrolls... Um... Uh, I was about to say Mirrodin, Elder Scrolls Morrowind. <laughs> um, some of the Dark Elves have um, those houses that are like, um, they kind of look like this. They like bulge up in the middle and then they go out um, and they might be made out of like bug shells. I don't remember, but um, they kind of remind me of those houses too. No, I, I like this. It's very serene. Um, I could see why anyone would like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, notices your bulge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so you've got the next one. This one's pretty cool. I like this one. Yeah, yeah. So um, this one, again, um, it's just very mountain. You know, we were talking about how the Ravnica lands uh, are more the ethos than the actual physicality of a mountain. This is very much the physicality of a mountain. Uh, and you get a lot of contrast. Uh, this is a Titanus Lunter, which I know also does a lot of uh, well-liked uh, magic art. Um, this is from Dragons of Tarkir. It's number... 261 and i just gotta say i just i love the very physical the stone grays the dark gray against the light gray and you get those um little streams of a uh, red magma like it, when i think of a mountain like the actual physical mountain this is what i always think of and when this first came out i thought i was going to get a whole bunch of these and this would just be my mountain you know that i would just use forever didn't work out that way i actually own none of these but i would like to pick up some of these uh, just to have a set uh, and i just i just love the kind of contrast between the the grays and the reds uh in this one what do you think yeah i think i pretty much agree with you i like the contrast as well i think um the way that this sort of compares to its counterpart from cons of tarkir 
um, is really neat, like the magma sort of cracking out. Um, I really like this. I, I, I think the shape of it is really nice, where it's got kind of the crag uh, up at the top, and then like steam coming out of the middle. I, yeah, I think this is a very good one. Uh, good job, Titus Linter. I like Titus Linter a lot. He, this is the second time he's appeared on this list, and it's not the last. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. but. Uh, out of all of the lands, this is the one I'm most likely to go on TCG Player and be like, how much would it cost for me to buy 20 of these, <laughs> you know, uh, and just have them? So, yeah, yeah lo love this card. Yeah, I mean, it's from Dragon to Tarkir, so probably not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I'm thinking. How about your next one, Fred? Yeah, so this next one is the Snow-Covered Island from Vintage, or sorry, from uh, Modern Horizons. Um, and this one is also by Titus Lunter. I really like the swirls and the like obel the swirly obelisk of ice coming out of the ocean. A lot of people complained about the snow-covered lands from that set being kind of phallic. Personally, I don't really see it. I like the swirls. I like the um, I like the 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 ice coming off of the the central obelisk, and I like the two obelisks in the background that sort of give the piece the piece a sense of symmetry. Um, and I like the, I mean, this is our only full art snow covered island. So if you want full art lands and you're snow covered, this is your only option. But I, I really like this. I think it's pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, I wouldn't say that this is phallic at all. Honestly, it's kind of reminding me of something else in that vein. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. If, if you want snow covered basics or snow covered basics that are full art, you have to go with this one. Um, I did look at snow covered uh, for, excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. I did look at Snow Covered uh, for my list to see if any of those I liked. I got to be honest, I don't really like the art for almost any of the Snow Covered Islands or uh, uh, Snow Covered Lands overall. Um, they're all okay, but none of them reach out to me as like, uh, you know, oh, this is great. I always want to play uh, with this card. Even my um, most favorite Snow Land, which is the Snow Covered Forest from Cold Snap, really isn't anything to to write home about. So I'm glad that somebody likes the um aesthetics of these and uh yeah a uh, snow-covered island i believe was in hot was in hot demand for quite a while there um because of modern horizon so lots of people were uh rocking these yeah yeah for sure um and now that we've got like the new snowboarder from kaldheim it's a little bit less in demand but yeah they these were i remember these being more expensive than basic lands should be for sure yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, those days are a little behind us now, but uh, maybe something will come down the pipeline. We do have Modern Horizons, too. Uh, you know, we might get something snow in that set. Who knows? I don't know. I think it'll be energy or infect, but we'll have to You're save right. that for our Modern Horizons 2 spoiler episode. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So you've got this next one, um, and you were making fun of me for being basic. No, 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 no. Okay, this is the Theros Nixlands. Uh, you know, uh, widely considered to be the energy cards of Magic the Gap. I mean, not ener energy means something else. Like uh, the Pokemon energy card type card for Magic the Gathering. So this is Nyx, the um, kind of enchantment uh, um, overworld that, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, rules over Theros. And uh, all there's one for all of them. And I, this is kind of the whole entire cycle that I, uh, that I like. Um, you get the symbol in the middle and then it's all, it's like nebulous. Like it's like a, a, a nebula out in outer space, but it's like really coolly uh, lit. It's very, very green. This is the forest that's on screen right now and it, and it's full art. Um, yeah, this may be a, my, this is my basic opinion for this episode. I love these next lands and I actually actively want to play with these. So this is my choice uh, for which, um, 
uh, full art lands I would want to play. And I would love to have a full set of all of these lands. Um, these are on Arena, and I have the special, um, not foiled, but, you know, the, like, a special style of these that, you know, mm-hmm. shift and all that. This is my go-to uh, I, uh, uh, set of lands on Arena, and I, I just love these. I think these were a, a great home run, and I actually really like the energy card comparison. Like, I, I like that. So, uh, But you don't like these as much as I do, Fred? Correct. Um, so these are all by Sam Burley. Um, I, I just I don't think they look like lands, and I think I don't know. I just wish I wish we'd gotten like full arts of like Greek inspired like themed lands in that set instead of these. Sure. I think they're just kind of like they all kind of look the same. It's hard to tell them apart. I'm just not a fan. Sure. Yeah. Now I, I will say that um, Theros was like our last set that came out before the whole situation where things closed. Um, so like, I don't think anyone's really had the opportunity to see these in play uh, in, in a store because I mean, because people just haven't been out and playing. So uh, I'm looking forward to the first time that I go back out and start playing magic in person in paper. And I see somebody playing these that I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that looks like, seeing them on the battlefield. I wonder if I'll love them as much as I do seeing them on arena, but I, I love these. I'd like to see more kind of out of the box thinking with mm-hmm. lands like this. And they are just basic lands. It's not like fetch lands where it's like, Oh, it's a super special fetch land. You know, that's going to be $300, but we're going to say it's a reprint. So you can't yell at us for saying we don't reprint fetch lands. It's a basic <laughs> land. It's a basic land. So they can do crazy things like this, like this in the, um, Phyrexian swamp. And then it's like, if, you know, if you, you know, can't get them, even though you want them, it is just a basic land. So I, I like yeah. that they're going in this, in this direction. So, yeah. And I feel like if they're going to do a lot of crossovers, I wish they just do them on basic lands. Like, the Godzilla that, basic lands didn't offend me at all. They could do fucking Garfield basic lands. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I think, yeah, that I definitely agree with that. And maybe that's a, uh, we could go down that uh, rabbit hole in another uh, another episode. But what is your next uh, basic land? Yeah, so these are, this is the, um, the so it seems like with every um, Zendikar set, they don't reprint one of the last full art basic lands, and they make a new one. And this is the one that they didn't reprint after the first Zendikar. Um, and this is the full art, uh, by Veronique Magnod, um, and the, it's got, like, a floating tree over a sort of swamp where, like, a person is standing, and then there's a bunch of other huge trees, uh, the person is, like, minuscule, uh, in comparison to the trees, and just the way that the, um, sort of light comes in through the canopy is just really beautiful, excellent use of negative space, um, yeah, this is just a great, a great art, and, like, honestly, if these weren't expensive in foil, I would probably be using them in modern. Yeah, this is a great one. Love love the aesthetics of this. A lot like the other full art forest we talked about, uh, you know, from a battle for Zendikar, you get that bloom up at the top, uh, you know, where it's light, and then it kind of contrasts with the um, the dark that's at the bottom. I do like how that tree is just levitating, <laughs> and, it's, and, and that guy. You usually get birds for scale, but we get humans for scale on this one, and it's like, uh, well, why is this tree floating? So yeah, it's like it has that natural forest uh, look to it. You know, there's no like huge hedrons in this one um but it does have that supernatural not supernatural you know that fantasy element to it that kind of be like hey the plane this comes from there's something a little wacky going on there so yeah this is a great choice yeah so um speaking of great choices this one's got a story behind it why don't you tell us about the arabian nights mountain 
the Arabian Nights Mountain. So this is my bling option. You know, there are lots of um, different, like, super, super expensive lands that you could get if you wanted to spend a whole bunch of money. And that's mostly, like, the Guru lands or, like, a foil original on Hinge lands. But here, this is kind of, yeah, uh, like Fred said, th there's a story with this one. So uh, Arabian Nights uh, was the first magic expansion after Alpha Beta and Unlimited. I think Revised came after Arabian Nights. Mm -hmm. um, but um, they were originally going to have, it, 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 was, it was designed to be its own set with a different card back. Um, so like, cause they were thinking that it would be like a separate game uh, using the same rules. Um, mm -hmm. And, and in that uh, idea, they were going to reprint the basic lands because people needed lands to be able to play. Um, that was changed last minute. The card back was changed back to the, the normal card back, which I think is probably one of the best decisions Magic's ever done. Like, I think don't don't you yeah. think Magic probably would have failed if uh, they had gone with different card backs? Um, sleeves could have saved them, but I know they weren't as widespread back then. Like, if they did that now, it would be weird, but it wouldn't kill the game. Yeah, we're, we're literally printing right. other cards on the back of cards now. So yeah. <laughs> you're, you're right. I think it's one of the best decisions they ever made. But they decided to kind of integrate it with the rest of the game. And that made it to where they didn't really need to reprint basic lands. So they removed the lands except for one. There was only one basic land printed in Arabian Nights. And that's the Arabian Nights Mountain. And uh, these cost about... $200 a piece now these are very yeah. expensive um, because it's such an oddity it's such a uh, uh, like a, a weird point in magic's history I know like uh, Patrick Sullivan who is like known as like the red player in the community has a whole bunch of these you know because he's just kind of known for that um, I would love to have a set of these but I cannot pay $200 a piece for um, basic lands but you know you are an OG aggressive magic player if you have Arabian Nights Mountains this is the same art as the ones from Alpha Beta Unlimited, right? Um, no, I think it's a, I think it's a new art. It is done by Douglas Schuer, so that you know, like OG magic artist right there, uh, and so it looks very similar to other magic arts. Um, I think it's a different one, but don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, it, it, all of his art kind of looks has the same kind of aesthetic quality to it. So um, I, I could I could see where like it would look like another card, but. Um, yeah, it's just very basic kind of uh, mountainous terrain. There's some trees on there. It goes up into a slope, kind of like it's the Alps or something like that. But yeah, just love love this very, um, uh, just very cool card and would love to have some of these in my collection. Yeah, I would too, but I'd probably just sell them. I don't, it's uh, very expensive and it's not, it doesn't look flashy to me and I, I, I need shiny. Um, it's very, it's very, it's very subtle. You almost, you almost have to know the story to be able yeah. to know why. If someone pulled one of these out, it'd be like, oh wow, that's a Arabian Nights Mountain. You know, that's, um, yeah. And you would have to be a very special type of magic player to want to spend two hundred dollars on a basic mountain. You know? Yeah, I'm just and, terrified. And, I accidentally gave some of these away out of my uncle's old collection. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, so this this is my bling option. You know, I would much rather have one of these than, you know, a silly who cares guru land. But yeah, so this is my last one. This is the pinnacle of my choice. I, I believe your last one is coming up. What is your last choice for your favorite basic lands? Yeah, so um, I found this cool new black metal band. This is their name. <laughs> yeah, 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 it absolutely <laughs> um, looks like a black metal logo. 
Yeah. Um, so Casey reminded me about this one, but I honestly, if I had just remembered that it existed before I made this list by looking through the snow-covered lands, I would have put it on there myself. Um, so this is kind of their pick, but also kind of mine. Um, yeah, this is a snow-covered forest by Omar Rattan from Kaldheim, uh, and it's just like this kind of maze of branches with an owl just vibing in there. Um, I really like this. Um, uh, with a lot, I don't have, I don't know a lot of art terminology. So with, like with a lot of these lands, I don't really understand how to describe why I like it. But I just love the way the branches tangle and the way the owl is kind of chilling there. And he's just the right parts are obscured by the branches, but you can still see their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah no, I like this is the way a- the light's coming in from the top. Yeah, this is a great one. You know, like uh, snow-covered forest, it's usually like very sparse trees, and uh, it, it's mostly like a forest floor that's covered in snow. This one, there's almost no floor on this one. It's all just tangly branches. Like, you feel like you would be lost, like, and you're like a fairy tale uh, character that gets lost in the woods. This is probably what that looks like. Uh, yeah, so love this. Uh, love love the twisting branches. It really kind of disorients you. Um, looks crazy chaotic uh, and, and then you get the little chibi owl there in the middle just vibing uh yeah I, I love this one i think this is um my favorite of the snow-covered arts from kaldheim uh, i know in my fin decks this is the snow-covered forest i choose for that so this yeah this is a great choice again casey great taste yeah um so with that those are our favorite basic lands um well what how, how do you how much of a normie am i how bad were my picks no, your your picks were great. Um, I I think I I love that you didn't just say unhinged basics or uh, or guru basics. Uh, you know we have. Um, I I love it when people have those kind of. Um, uh, you know, opinions that are a little out of the way, uh, original. I, that's why I'd say I'd say that your picks are very original, uh, and uh, that's that's a good quality to have. Yeah, I would say that the same is definitely true for you. I knew you weren't going to be picking any full arts like a sellout. Um, I did, I, I, you showed me some that I didn't know about that I was excited about. And then some that are just very you, like the, the Ravnica mountain, um, that (laughs) you picked (laughs) just a very will card. Um, um, well before, uh, yeah. Um, what do you think about our option or, you know, what we picked here? Do you love one of the ones that we picked or do you super disagree with us? You think we have the worst opinions ever? Leave a comment, uh, on our YouTube video, uh, or you can uh, talk to us on Twitter at gutshot pod. We'd love to hear what your opinions and what your favorite basics are. And we'd, we'd love to, to hear, uh, what you have to say about what we're doing here just in general. Um, I'd love to, to read some comments on air, you know? If you you know any um, uh, feedback you can give us, we'd love to you know shout you out on the show and uh, you know read uh, some emails we get. Uh, so please talk to us. We want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, for sure. Um, but without further ado, if you're not one of the four people who cares about Magic: The Gathering and also Weezer's failing career, um, you're welcome to close the podcast now. Um, we're going to be reviewing as the as our end segment today. We're going to be reviewing the new record Van Weezer. We got to come up with a, a name for these end segments, something really uh, flavorful. We'll talk about that later, but we'll, we'll need to come up with a name. Yes, I think that the overlap of Magic players and Wizard fans is actually much, much greater than we're giving it credit for. Um, and uh, and the cool thing is that Wizard's still out there putting out music on a, on a regular basis, so we always have something other than Commander to be super angry about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, you you um, gave up the ghost a little bit there. Um, what? Let me just ask you. Van Weezer just came out a couple of days ago. Um, it's their take on like eighties, like uh, 
80s like hard rock metal hair metal uh stuff like that fred what did you just overall what was your thoughts on this album this album did psychic damage to me um most of these tracks are just shittier versions of other weezer tracks that already exist and some of them are just like really really bad like, I don't know. I So I listened, the first time I listened to the album, I listened to half of it while I was washing dishes. So I couldn't really hear the words. I could just hear the instrumentals. And those were the songs I liked the best on my first listen. Um, there are, are we doing track by track? Because there's a couple ones that I have really big thoughts about. But um, um, we'll, we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite song. So we'll, we'll, we'll save that. But ov- overall, so you did not like it overall? No, I thought it was... Worse, definitely worse than Black, maybe worse than Pacific Daydream. Uh, that That is a very, very low bar. Uh, well, okay, so I, um, it took me a couple of listens, but I did eventually warm up to it a little bit. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I love the sound of it. Like, uh, you know, if they're trying to go for that Van Halen, you know, kind of a 80s hair metal sound, they definitely got that. Um, you know, the, the sounds are great. It's it suffers because it's Weezer songs. <laughs> it's more Rivers Cuomo bullshit. But I do like some of the songs a lot more um, than others. So, it, do you have a favorite song on the album? Uh, like there were songs I I hated the least. I would probably say maybe Blue Dream. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Um, like maybe I don't know. Precious Metal Girl was like fine just because it was inoffensive. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Precious Metal Girl, I believe, is only the second fully acoustic song that they've done as a uh, major album release, with the other one being Butterfly off of Pinkerton. Uh, oh, yeah, because I guess um, Amos Bomber had electric guitar at the end. It did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, so Blue Dream is my absolute worst song on here, and that's terrible because it's basically a copy of... Um, of a crazy train and i love that song you know very lauded you know popular song they basically took they took crazy train and were like what if this was octopus's garden instead and then and then it did a huge disservice to both songs i absolutely hate blue dream uh uh, i I would i would say i like the first half of the album a lot more than the the half or the second half except for precious metal girl i think that's my favorite song it is very inoffensive it's kind of what if weezer was forced to not be super super corny um it it has a little bit of corniness to it but it's subdued to the point where it's palatable uh and uh the last couple of songs like sheila can do it and i need her are just super cringe even though the uh, hard rock aesthetic is there Uh, but yeah hate blue dream i would say my favorite um song is uh, precious metal girl i'm gonna force you give me is this is this your strong 10 or is this a strong zero for you what is your score out of 10 well the hang on the shiba inu the when you said that it was rivers cuomo being forced not to be corny i pictured the shiba inu from the um the the johannes voss jumpstart planes like oh yeah bonking rivers on the head and going go to corny jail <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hilarious someone should make that absolutely yeah someone should maybe we'll we'll can we make that for the thumbnail that yeah, doesn't have absolutely. anything to do with episode um we can make it we can make it really small in the corner can i still do my like favorite least favorite oh or yeah specifically yeah, yeah, my yeah, least yeah, favorite yeah. I wrote something about um, All the Good Ones, which I think is by far the worst song on the record. It's um, it's like um, 
Oh, God, the song before the world has turned and left me here on the blue album. I'm revealing myself as a fake fan. Um, this album's just done so much psychic damage to me. I'm forgetting the good Weezer records. Um, it's like that song without any self-awareness. Um, it's so bizarre. Like the song set is just cringy until you remember that Rivers Cuomo is like 52. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this yeah. is a fucking like whingy incel anthem. Like he, mm-hmm. he's just wants his trad wife. And like, this song would make me legitimately scared that Rivers Cuomo would shoot up a school if he was allowed within uh, 200 feet of one. Um, okay, fair enough. I love the, I hate the rest of the song, but I do have to say the chorus for that one is very catchy. Um, I find that one stuck in my head sometimes. Uh, but I totally understand you like hating it. Yeah, I, and I, I like the rest of it. I think the song, the song on this record that exemplifies the most, like this is just a shittier version of a better Weezer song from a different record, would be one more hit. Because do yeah. you want to get high from the White Album? Like, the White Album, honestly, I would consider it almost as good as Blue and Pinkerton. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's reasonable, yeah. Yeah, the more it ages. And, like, do you want to get high is one of the better songs on that record. And that record doesn't really have any bad songs, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But One More Hit is just a strictly worse version of Do You Want to Get High. It's just the the shock to Do You Want to Get High's lightning bolt. Except that's too nice. It's mm-hmm. like the... It's like a vanilla 4-4, and Do You Want to Get High is Questing Beast. I just, I don't fuck with it, and it just reminded me how bad Weezer is now. And, like, I feel like they could do, they could make a good record if they took a hiatus for a couple years, like they did before releasing White. I don't know. I just, it's it's weird incel cringe from a man in his 50s, and I'm just, (laughs) I don't care for it. It's, uh, it was very, I... Disappointing is the wrong word because I don't get my hopes up for Weezer Records anymore. But like, goddamn. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, if you had to give it a score out of ten, what number would you give it? Two. Two. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I would probably give it a light six. Um, it, it, it there are catchy parts of it. I do find some of the songs kind of sticking into my head. It does have some reasonably good songs like uh, "Precious Metal Girl," but yeah, there are some very low points on here so yeah can't can't give it more than a than a six so uh, again what do you all think i I don't know how many people out there are listening to uh, weezer records as soon as they release um (laughs) but if you if you love being weezer if you think that we're right in uh in hating on it as much as we are leave a comment we'd love to hear it and uh i I, i'm interested in reading some comments on air so please talk to us talk to us okay here's the rub though audience if you just like magic the gathering and you didn't turn off the podcast don't listen to van weezer like, don't, don't listen to Van Weezer if you don't care about Weezer and care about getting angry that Weezer's not good anymore. If you want some music recommendations, Weezer-based, listen to Blue Album or Pinkerton. And if you want some non-Weezer music recommendations, I'm just going to throw one out there. Listen to Emergency and I by the Dismemberment Plan. It's a masterpiece. Uh, what, yep. What's your music recommendation for Magic fans who listen to this podcast but aren't into music? Uh, I'm going to say System of a Down. Listen, listen to Toxicity. Uh, the the album. a good choice, good choice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the first thing I could come up with. Anyway, I, I, we've rambled enough. How how you feel about wrapping this one up? Yeah, let's let's uh, let us uh, wrap this one up. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gut Shot. It really does mean the world to us. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, you know, if you like the video, please like it uh, and uh, subscribe to the channel if you are interested in getting more Gut Shot content. Uh, all of our episodes are here on YouTube, and we're uh, looking forward to uh, maybe doing a little bit, uh, doing some uh, special stuff on here as well. Um, if you're interested, you can follow me um, at Agro Rhetoric on Twitter. Uh, Frederick is at War Crimes Uwu on Twitch or at Fred SB on Twitter. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Gutshot Pod. Yeah, um, this has been Gutshot, um, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that wonders where all the good one ones have gone. Um, <laughs> we will see you next time. <laughs> Later. <laughs>